the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. There is indeed a kingdom to be entered, and it is sin that keeps us from that kingdom. So how do we rectify this? How do we fix the problem? Well, as we'll see today, it's found here in John chapter 3, beginning with verse 3 and moving ourselves forward. Welcome to Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stan, the ministry of Grace Bible Church right here in Hayward. Won't you join us as we continue our look at John chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. You must be born again. That's the title of our message. Here's Pastor Jesse to work out the details for us on this edition of Way of Grace. Our kids are God's kids. They're not yours. They're His. And all while they're growing up, they should hear the Word of God. It should be everywhere. It should be in your house. It should be on your radio. It should be in your conversation. They should be hearing it as they're going to school, as they're coming back home. Their whole experience at home in the life of believing parents should be kingdom expression. The kids should know what the kingdom is like growing up in a kingdom home where mama and daddy are really, truly born again, really, truly love God, really, truly exalt Christ, and really, truly show the children the narrow way of faith in Christ. And really and truly teach the kids that as close as they are to the kingdom of God by being in the church and having parents that are saved, close does not get you the cigar. Are you hearing me? Because we'll talk to our kids like they're saved. And they have shown no evidence of the love of God in Christ. None. None. And if Jesus would do to Nicodemus as he did because he knew Nicodemus' condition was that he was lost, How much more so should we be compelled to help our kids understand as gracious as God is to you, you're lost until you affirm faith in Christ. And I I don't mean a decision for Jesus. I'll deal with that next week. I mean a real heart path after God, an acknowledgement of your sinful condition, a complete dependence upon the finished work of Christ, a reliance upon grace because you know you are the worst sinner in the world, and because you're young, you're going to become even a worse sinner. But you need to be able to own Christ as your Savior so that he can buy all your sin, past, present, and future, and on the grounds of forgiveness, bring you into a relationship with him so he can begin to grow you up. Our children need to know they need Christ in every area of their life. Don't tell them they're in heaven when they're in hell if they're not in heaven. Are you hearing me? Very important. 
He says, except you be born again, you cannot even see the kingdom of God. Now, why did our Lord talk about this? Why did he open up his discourse that way? Well, look at verses one and two very carefully, please. Look at verse one. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. Verse two, the same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God. Do you see that? I love the way John wrote because John's motif of writing in the gospel of John, 1 John, 2 John, and 3 John is truth and light and love. He uses the metaphor of light and darkness to show us where we are. And the text said Nicodemus came to Jesus by night. That means that man was in the dark. It means he was blinded to God. It means he knew no, nothing about the kingdom of God at all. Are you hearing me? If you follow the language from chapter one, that's the way that John crafted the language. Christ is the light of the world. He didn't come to Christ by Christ. He came to Christ by his own strength, in his own darkness, in his own fleshly confidence. And Jesus is showing him, you're walking in darkness. You can't even see the kingdom. The same came to Jesus by night, said unto him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God. Do you see that? Next thing Jesus deals with is his phony assumption of equality as colleagues. We? What do you mean we, pale face? We? He said to Jesus, we know. Now, who is he talking about? Stay with me. He's talking about the whole world of religious leaders who, because they know Torah, think they know God. See, Nicodemus came with his credentials and all his colleagues. I can talk at length about this because one of the things presently in the evangelical church that breaks my heart is the notion that PhDs and masters of divinity affirm your authenticity as a believer and nothing could be further from the truth. It has always been the case since the days of Moses that all the heretics had degrees. All the heretics had degrees, and I am not against degrees. What I am against are phony assertions of your honor when God has not made you a child of grace. Nicodemus is assuming because everyone calls him a rabbi, and everyone is calling Jesus a rabbi, that they're on the same plane. And Jesus chops that down right away. Nicodemus you aren't even a son of the kingdom. Do you guys hear it? It's very important for you to get this. So he says, we know you're a teacher come from God because no man can do these miracles that you do. Here it is, except God be with him. Now I'm going to make one point and keep moving. Close, but no cigar. Are you hearing me? The big issue will always be as Jesus said in Matthew 16 to his disciples, who do men say I, the son of man, am? And then as he said to them, who do you say that I, the son of man, am? And when Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God, will you hear me? Because we're getting ready to work through what it means to be born again. Nicodemus affirmed that God was with him but Nicodemus did not affirm that he was God with them. Did you get that? And there are a lot of people in the church pretending to be believers 
who will say that Jesus is a good man and God is with him, but will not say that Jesus is God with us, Emmanuel. You got it? So right there, what Jesus had to do was separate himself from Nicodemus, oh, about 500 gazillion galaxies. Are you ready? He let Nicodemus know that he's going to bring up a topic, really, which is about entry into the kingdom when he uses the term, you must be born again. I got about 20 minutes with you on this. The subject is simple in one way. And on another level, it is eternally profound and the profundity of it is greater than words can fully articulate. But we will talk about it a little bit because what God does in his lisping, when he humbles himself to talk to you and me, he talks to us largely through analogy, okay? Analogies help us comprehend spiritual things. Does that make sense? The very construction, you must be born again, is something we all know because we all have been born at least one time. And so this is how we begin to reckon with the... uh, the distinctions categorically of what it means to be truly born again. Under point number three, Nicodemus proves by Jesus' statement in verse three that by nature, you and I are spiritually blind. Do you see that first subpoint? We are spiritually blind, which means it precludes our capacity to see the kingdom of God. I love the text that I'm pulling up now as a quick example. There was another Pharisee who presumed he knew the kingdom of God too, and he hunted down believers to kill them. What was his name? Right. In Acts chapter 8, very plainly, uh, Acts chapter 9, very plainly lays this out. If you were to go to Acts 9, verse 8 and 9, when Jesus shows up in Acts chapter 9 and says to Saul, 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 why persecutest thou me? Immediately Saul sensed and perceived that the one he had heard about, whom he was persecuting, because men and women were not accepting Messiah, Moshe, the, 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 the Lord's servant through Judaism, through an external system that he identified with, he wanted to kill all of them because they wouldn't come through his door. That's how religion works. But here I'm telling you, the church is not the door. Christ is the door. The church is simply the steward of the door. It's not the door. Now listen to what it says. And Saul arose from the earth after the Lord had humbled him. And when his eyes were opened, he what? He saw no man. You know what that means? He was blind. He was blind. Watch this. But they led him by the hand and brought him to Damascus. Now, why did God blind Saul for three days? To show him that all his religion, all his learning, all his lineage, all his knowledge, all his pedigree was completely dung while as he did not, while as yet he did not know Christ. He was just as blind as Romans 2, which said, as long as you are a carnal Jew in the flesh, you might teach God's law, his Torah, but you yourself are not doing them. You are a blind guide leading the blind. Are y'all hearing me? 
Now, ladies and gentlemen, moving on, you and I, by nature, apart from the grace of God, are blind too. Do you remember the day you were blind to the glory of God, blind to Christ, blind to the gospel? In fact, you may have even hated the gospel, but you are blind to the glory of God. Secondly, because we are blind, we are also what? Ignorant. Because we're blind, we are also ignorant. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 19 plainly says, but the natural man can never receive the things of the Spirit because they are foolishness to him. That's 1 Corinthians 2, 9, please. The natural, 14 rather, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are what to him? Neither can he know them because they are what? Spiritually discerned. Now, is this not where Nicodemus is? He's spiritually blind. And what Jesus is talking about is foolishness to him. How do we know that, saints? His response was, Lord. How can a man be born a second time? Shall he go up into his mother's womb? Well, now, if this were Martin Luther and Nicodemus was standing before Martin Luther, Martin Luther would have taken his ruler and thrown it at Nicodemus. Because the statement is absurd and it's dishonorable to reasonable and rational men who are said to be on the par of scholarship. So when Jesus states, except you be born again, you can't see the kingdom of God, rather than Nicodemus giving a kind of snide absurdity, he should have said, Lord, would you please explain what you just said? But children of God, God has to resist the proud. And when you think you know, but you don't know, you're proud. But now watch this now. This is what I love about the master. He will put up with stupid, proud people when they are his elect. Because you got to know you're proud before you accept the fact that you don't know nothing in order to learn everything you need to know to know what salvation is. And so not only are we blind and not only are we ignorant, but you and I are rebellious. I stated it earlier, but I'll give one verse, Romans chapter 10, if you will, verses 1 through 3 and 4. Paul clearly laying out the diagnosis of the condition of national Israel, which represents religion, which could be Christianity for you or me. How many of you guys grew up in legalistic churches like I did? Well, where, 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 where man-made rules were imposed upon you as the grounds of entrance into the kingdom or mysticism. How many of you guys grew up in mysticism? Where if you didn't learn their particular chivalrous, you weren't anointed people. Have y'all ever been there? How about some of y'all being intellectuals, the intellectual group, where if you didn't acquire to a certain knowledge, you're like Gnostics. Boy, if I don't get what they got, then I'm probably lost. None of that is the gospel. All of that is the works of carnal men who want to have control over your souls, either by knowledge, mysticism, or legalism. Now, if you could just follow the legalist home, you'd find out that he or she is a hypocrite. So the next time they tell you to make sure your dress is a certain color and a certain length, say, can I look in your closet? But when you're done, let them know that you're both going to hell if the grounds upon which you are accepted before God is the color 
and, and length of your skirt. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? Why? Because it still goes on today. And it even goes on among us. Because we are not comfortable with grace. So what we do is we add to this uncomfortable grace our own standards. Which may very well mean that we really don't know him in his saving mercy. Are you hearing me? It's very important. Brother, in my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. This, is what, this right here is what got Paul stoned to death right along with Jesus and John. You remember John? They cut his head off. You know why they cut his head off? Because he didn't go for go-go girls in the church. Y'all remember that? He didn't go for go-go girls in the church. How many of y'all remember that? Yeah. Herod's brother's wife. The daughter come in the church and go to dancing. And, and John the Baptist said, no, 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 that ain't going to work. She said, take his head off. That's a whole nother theological trend I could go down. Because it dominates our churches today. Where your eyes are taken off of Christ. And as I talked about two weeks ago, the itchy ear hearer. Everything is about the people in the pew. And them being entertained instead of having Christ preach to them. We get it with our newer people. They come in, well, how come you don't have this? And how come you don't have that? How come you don't have the other thing? Well, it's not about what we don't have. It's about what we do have. You know what we do have? We have the gospel. We have the message of grace. We have Christ, the glory of God in our proclamation. And we're trying to have Christ in our heart and in our life too, right? We, we, we want to make sure we have the one thing that is needful for you to get the glory. We don't care about bells and whistles and incense. We care about you meeting the true and the living God in the person of Christ. That's what we care about. That's what we care about. That's what we care about. We care not about massive musical entertainment. Somebody can get up here on a banjo as long as they sing grace, grace, greater than all my sins. Verse 2, for I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to what? And, and, and Solomon said, it is not good for the soul to be without knowledge. Verse 3, here it is. Here it is. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not what? Have not what? Have not what? They have rebelled against the manifestation of God's righteousness in Christ. Every day you and I do not say yes to God through Jesus. We're going about to establish our own righteousness. Got it? You guys got that? Every day we say no to the full, free, perfect grace of God in Christ. We are going about to establish our own righteousness. And you'll know it because out of the abundance of the heart doth the mouth what? Is that right? So even though you leave church here, you're not going out talking about Christ. You're going out talking about people. And remember, very seldom are you going to meet people that talk about people and then make themselves worse than the people they talk about. I ain't met nobody like that in my life. Have you? The kind of people that talk about people. And they say, but you know what? I'm worse than her. Now, I want to meet that person because they're close to the kingdom of God. <laughs> Most people talk about people and then infer, if not say it, they're better than them. You guys got that? 
Don't you be like that. Don't you be like that. So the three things are clear. The problem with entry into the kingdom of God is that we're blind, we're ignorant, and we're rebellious. And here's the reason why. The reason why we're blind, ignorant, and rebellious is because we are dead. D-E-A-D, dead. Christ's solution to our problem clearly infers it. If you have to be born again, it means you are dead in the most essential category of your being. It means you're dead. It means you're dead. Spiritually, you're disconnected from God. Will you hear me? This message is virtually never preached anywhere. I've given you five cardinal doctrines and you don't hear them preached. There's a conspiracy in our world against the true gospel. And we be so, become so comfortable with it that we don't even know that we have not heard it when we don't hear it. Does that make sense? That's exactly where we are. Long ago, Men who dealt earnest with the souls of men gave them a proper diagnosis of their condition when they knew it. Now, if you are dead, the only way you're going to know God is for God to do something for you you cannot do for yourself. Do you guys hear me? Now, stay with me. I'm not done. It's not clapping time. Watch this. Hear me, hear me, because you, 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 I, I fear that we trivialize the fundamental need because we become so used to church. Now, suppose your child, whom you absolutely love with everything in you, became ill and sick and her or his life left their body and they were dead. How would you feel? What would you think? And what would you do? Are you guys hearing me? Right, because see, if we're going to care for the souls of men like God does, like Christ does, Christ cares for Nicodemus. Because he knows his condition. He knows that the man walked up there as the living dead. That he is horizontal in his spirit. He's vertical in his body, but he's horizontal in his spirit. He's dead in his spirit. And fortunately, in God's providence, he came to the man that could fix it. But you and I can't fix dead people's problems. When a person is dead, it's out of your hand and out of mine. You can't raise anybody from the dead. You don't have the power to do it. You don't have the ability to take a spiritually dead soul that's been dead all its life and wake it up. Only God 
can do it. Well, time permits us to go no further. You have been listening to Way of Grace, the daily radio ministry of Grace Bible Church in Hayward, featuring our teacher and pastor, Pastor Jessica Stand. It is our prayer as we come to you daily on this broadcast that you're growing in grace, that you're growing in your love and adoration of Jesus Christ. That's the goal and the intent here at Way of Grace, that we might understand the amazing love of God in Christ. If you would like to obtain a copy of today's program, you've got a couple of ways you can do that. CDs are $5. Simply call or write to us and we'll send one to you. Or if you're internet savvy, simply stop by our website and you can download the audio file in MP3 version and that one's free. Grace-Bible.com is our website. That's Grace-Bible.com. And again, If you're willing to write to us or contact us by phone, if you would like the CD, simply do so at 510-886-9782. Again, that phone number is 510-886-9782. The address, if you're writing to us, is 22768 Main Street. That's here in Hayward. The zip code, 94541. And again, remember, the CD is $5 or simply stop by grace-bible.com and download the MP3 version for free. We would also invite you to join us for worship here at Grace Bible Church in Hayward. Sunday services are at 11 a.m., Sunday schools at 10 a.m. And don't forget, from a variety of churches and from all over the Bay Area, we have enjoyed a marvelous time of study in God's Word Friday evenings here at Grace Bible Church at 8 p.m. For the directions and the details, simply go to our website, grace-bible.com. That's grace-bible.com. Or call 510 586-9782. Also, as the Lord leads, we're able to come to you here on KFAX in part through your financial and prayerful involvement with this ministry. Now, while it's free for you to listen to, it does incur a cost on our end, and we look to the Lord for his gracious provision. And if you would like to participate in that, then please do get a hold of us. Any donation, no matter how big or small, is greatly appreciated here at Way of Grace. 510-886-9782 is our phone number. Thank you for spending time with us today. Until next time, God bless. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.